Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome. Good afternoon. This is another edition of Inside Sources. I'll be your host for the next couple of hours. I'm Greg Scordis, a KSL legal analyst. I'm joined this afternoon by Leah Murray, executive director of the Walker Institute at Weber State. Leah, it's good to be with you. It's always good to be with you, Greg. And and we did a show last night on KSL at night. It was a lot of fun. You know, Leah, we've been talking this week and just for the last couple of days about how uh, the Democrats had some had some cushion, had a little bit of, of, of leeway after the Georgia senatorial race when Raphael Warnock beat Herschel Walker and gave the Democrats 51 votes in the Senate. That's right. Well, that's been sort upended of this upended morning. Upended on its head. That's right. And, and just a real shock. But in an interview with KTAR News in Arizona, uh, a Democratic senator from Arizona, Kirsten Cinema, talked about her reasons for switching parties from Democrat to independent. This is a reflection of the values that I hold and that I go to work with every day. And Jim, I think it's a reflection of the values that most Arizonans hold. You know, we don't we don't fit neatly in one partisan box or the other. Um, and we, we certainly don't like being told that we have to think a certain way or behave a certain way or or um, act a certain way. We are independent. That's who we've always been. And so um, this is not related to other people's thoughts or behavior. It's 100% about me being true to my values and me feeling like this is the best way for me to accurately represent Arizona's values and stand up for who we are in the United States Senate. So I don't think she's wrong, right? Like I feel the, the party registration in Arizona, I think it leans Republican, but it's got a lot of independence, right? Um, and when we look at a poll inside of Arizona, um, cinema's got a favorable rating at 41% among independents, which, by the way, is not great, right? Like 41% right. is a low number. Um, her favorable rating among Republicans was 36 and Democrats were 37. So to a certain extent, right, she's becoming the group that likes her the most. Right? I don't think any of them love her a lot, but like she's moving into the group in Arizona that has the highest rating for her. So so what does this say about her her future in in the Senate in terms of because there's there's no place to caucus if you're an independent and let you can caucus by yourself, I guess. Right, but she's but, done something kind of interesting. Right. So my understanding is she actually hasn't been attending Democratic meetings anyway. And when you read stories from inside of um, 
Arizona, she wasn't campaigning, right? So Arizona, the Democrats just had a huge campaign and they're trying to win the governor and they're trying to win the Senate. And she wasn't there. Like she wasn't participating in that. So I do think she's had a distance from the Democratic Party anyway. So I'm not sure how, like when she says it's not going to change her behavior, do you know what I mean? Like it's really going to change any of that. But during the interview, she announced her intention to retain her positions with her various committees. So I have every intention of retaining my committees. As folks in Arizona know, I currently chair the border subcommittee in the Senate, which is important for our state and for our country. And I expect to continue that leadership um, and representing Arizona's interests in the United States Senate. So the question I have to ask for you, Leah, is do the Democrats want her to stay on those various committees? And I suppose the... the yeah, I was going to say the short answer is probably yes, but explain that a little bit. Right. So Chuck Schumer, we hear this morning saying, of course, she gets to keep her seats and she's always been independent. You know, I think a little bit saying none of us are surprised. Right. This is not a surprise. Um, but here's the deal. When it's a 50-50, the committees reflect the chamber balance. So if you're 50-50, then the committees are all 50-50. If you're 51-49, then the Democrats get to have a majority on committees Do you hear what I'm saying? Right. right? So what Chuck Schumer is saying, yeah, you can have them. Oh, by the way, Cinema, for all of her claims of being independent, voted 93 percent of the time with Joe Biden while she's been a senator. So Democrats don't really have an issue with the way she votes. Right. Um, I think there's some issues with how she's not super left. And I think there's some issues with how she, um, you know, like. You know, there's some presentation style issues that they have with her, but the way that she votes is fine. Right. So Schumer's like, we're going to keep her. We then we get to keep our majority on those committees. Right. 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 It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. She did say uh, during this interview that she will work with members of both parties to get things done for Arizona and to continue to avoid partisan politics. You know, folks in Arizona know that I'm not one to go sit in any party's luncheons or talk with them about, you know, the party politics of the day. I haven't done that for years and I won't be doing it now. So the realistic um, outcome for this is that I'll retain my committees and I'll continue to be an independent voice for Arizona. I'm going to show up to work every day as an independent, proud of the work I do for Arizona. And I'm going to continue working with my colleagues of both political parties and those who don't have a party, just as I always have. So, Leah, yeah. what's in it for her? Why, why, why does oh, yeah. she do this? All right. So the answer is, A, she's going to get primaried in 2024. So... The next election, the minute the last election's over, we turn and we start talking about the next election. And right? she's up in twenty. And she's up You're in right. twenty twenty four. So she is. There is a pack in Arizona, which is the primary cinema pack, right? So their money is pouring in to get rid of her. So what she does is takes herself out of that conversation of having to figure out right whether she is primaryable. That's not even a word, but so we'll no, make it no, a word. No, no. So does that mean she's not on the ballot in 2024? Does well, that mean she's walking away from this no, altogether? No, she's because not. Because how does she get – how does she retain any seat if she's not affiliated with 
either party. Right. The answer is what we know from Evan McMullen's experience here in Utah. The answer is she's not one of the parties and she's not going to have a seat. So probably, although she hasn't said this, um, when she's asked if she's running for reelection, she says, I'm not talking about it. Right. Right. Like she's got like a minute she can think about it. But I think probably she is pivoting herself out of contention. Right. So the Democrats won't have her back. But to be quite frank, like I was saying earlier, the Democrats don't like her anyway. So Arizona Democrats, there is no love lost <laughs> between cinema and that Democratic Party inside of that state. And so now she doesn't have to worry about will they support her, right? She doesn't have to woo any of them. She can do whatever she wants for the next two years and is probably setting herself up for an encore career. And one of the reasons, or I guess the, one of the primary reasons why the Democrats are not – really favorable to her right now is because she and Joe Manchin have just been a thorn in their sides for the last couple of years. And in when the Democrats had such a such a just a razor thin margin when they could get things done when it was 50 50 and, and Kamala Harris was breaking the tie, she and Manchin sometimes didn't play ball anyway with the Democrats. And so they couldn't they couldn't even get to their 50 plus one. Right. No, I think that's right. I mean, I think what this does, um, it kind of begs the question of power dynamics. What I was saying yesterday was Manchin is no longer as interesting. This morning he is. <laughs> so out of right away, he is now interesting because he's a pivot. But remember, Cinema voted 93% of the time with Biden's agenda. So I don't, you know, she's a thorn in the Democrat side, but Manchin was more of a policy distinction. Do you hear what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Right. So I don't think she's a thorn in the way that Manchin presented a problem. They are annoyed with her. Right. And one of the stories is she is voting no to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour by like dancing and doing her thumbs down. Right. That's so she, right. She's the one that, right. that so, was doing that. That's yeah. Exactly so it's right. kind of like presentation style that they are annoyed with. Um, she also... Um, was censured last year because she opposed a Senate rules change, right? She's a fan of the filibuster. So there are things that she, on principle, are not in alignment. But I don't think policy she's out as out of alignment, if that makes sense. Still, when, when you got up and read this this morning, you had to have some surprise. Yeah, I was. I mean, I mean right. maybe if she and Manchin could have done this with a little less surprise than say Mike Lee decides to to leave the Republican Party. I mean, but this was this 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 is a bit of a bombshell. It is yeah, no, right. We're we're talking about it. And that right. and then again you asked earlier, what does this do for her? Well like yesterday she was irrelevant and no one was talking about her and now all of the news are talking about her. So whatever it is she's trying to I think she just saved her career. Does that make sense? Like whatever yeah. was happening by doing this saved her professional self. Yeah, interesting. Uh, we'll see how that shakes out, but it, it, it's a little bit of a blow to the Democrats who were gloating just 24 hours ago about having 51 yep. members of the Senate. Now we're now we're back to 50. Yeah. When we come back after the break, we're going to dive into a discussion about the immigration issue in the U.S. Uh, as the labor force is being cut back with cutbacks from some large tech companies and others. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. 
Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.